we just go in, do we? I think so. Cool. Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 12 of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and my good friend Morgan Richards. It's me. It's me. It's MH Richards underscore on Twitter and Instagram. So give me a follow. Cheers. Anyway, this is episode 12. Our guests this week, as you can already tell, because I'm guessing you can read. Yeah. Well, la- last week we did a big build up, but maybe that wasn't necessary because. It's on the title. Yeah, well, that and normally the day before the episode comes out, we normally say who the guest is, don't we? That's true as well, yeah. So, you Mm. know who the guest is this week, so I don't even need to mention him, really. But I will. It's the fantastic The Neck Deeps. The Neck Deeps. I changed the name. I think it's got more of a ring to it. The Neck Deeps. The Neck Deep. I don't know about that. All right, well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see if it catches on. Okay. Start using The Neck Deeps, everyone, when, when talking about Neck Deep. Um... Yeah, we had Ben and Matt on. They we were did. fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoyed um, getting to sit down and sp- uh, speak with them. I've only really spoken to them once before. I think I did um, some presenting for Scuzz TV at a slam dunk, which leads us swiftly into the next Ooh. bit. Sean the King of Segways. What's happened today, Morg? Tell them. They've just been announced that they will be performing at Slam Dunk Festival Woo! 2019. Yes. So go and check out that lineup. Also, if you're Ben Ray and you're the booker of Slam Dunk Festival, mm-hmm. why not? Or we could do a two-fire, right? Mm. Guess something podcast to come. Yes. And interview people there. Yep. That would be fantastic. A host, and maybe. And Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Ooh. We can come on stage between acts and... Do a little skit and introduce a new band. This gets even better then. Oh, we might get even might even get paid. Um I'd interview Ben Ray from Slam Dunk. He's got some stories. Oh, I'd love that. Um, That'd be really good. Also, uh quick plug, he's plugged himself, haven't he? So get Raiders, my new band on Slam Dunk. I know you nobody's heard any songs by us. I promise it's not the four of us just farting into microphones for half hour. I can back that up because I've actually heard oh, a little see- sneak peek of it. Ooh, so Yeah, there you go. Well, you've got to brag us up. Don't just I said, I, said, I, backed, I, just, I said I backed, I didn't know what I can and cannot say. I don't want to ruin it for you, do I? What just, I don't know. What do you think of it? Was it any good? I thought it was really good. Really catchy as well. And oh, there's a well, nice groove to it. Oh, cheers, bud. So. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we've just recorded a song with um, our good friend. Everyone's my good friend, apparently, if you listen to this podcast. But he is one of my good friends, unlike Morgan. Oh. Um, Ramesh Todengorda just recorded a song with us. So that should be... In our hands within the next couple of days or weeks, maybe. And then knowing us, we'll be too excited to keep it to ourselves. And we'll end up just putting it out there and everybody will have it for free. Boo. But yeah, so that's coming. Yeah, so book us. Slam dunk. Book us for slam dunk. And other festivals, please. Thank you. Yes, please. We would very much like that. Um, Yeah, what are some of the things we spoke to Neck Deep about? Well, the one of the biggest pop punk bands on the scene at the moment i think it's safe to say correct so, yes so we talk- <laughs> sorry for stopping <laughs> there correct um yeah well another thing which we didn't really mention with them which we were going to mention but we got so caught up in the chat and having a good time that we didn't bring it up is yeah they're one of the biggest pop punks pop punk bands you know across pop punk yeah and yeah that that really blows my mind like They've gone over to America and taken on the American pop punk scene and done really well. And they've got pop punk over there. That's true. I think, am I safe to say America invented pop punk? Of course they did. Yeah. Surely. Like, yeah. yeah. Someone's going to at me wrong. But... want to claim pop punk, um, come on the podcast. All of the country. All of the country. That'd be a good one. We'll send you a head of state. So if you're English and you think you invented pop punk, send the queen. Yeah. If you're French, well, no French pop punk exists, surely. Have you had a fresh pop? No, there thing? is. No, the, um, Chuck, no, Captain Chuck. What, Chunk, Captain, um, no, no, Captain Chunk. They're French, aren't they? Yeah, but with a name like that, they don't deserve to be known by anybody. That's an awful name. I'm sorry, right? The, we should have an episode of awful names. What, just reading out awful names of bands? Yeah, we, yeah, but, but we some... butter the bread with butter. Yeah, what's a get cape, wear cape, fly? I don't mind that so much because it's kind of a story, isn't it? Get the cape, wear a cape, 
then you have the ability to fly. We butter the bread with butter, right? It's a daft name. And they're foreign as well, right? Ooh. So they must have used the... No, wait a now. I don't mean Anna Race. I mean, perhaps it's lost in translation. Nothing racisty, right? I'm a big fan of all cultures, right? I don't care what the band sounds like. It's a dreadful name. Okay, yeah. No, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm just... If I'm they want to come on here and defend their awful choice of name, they're allowed to. But they won't win. But we said this in the couple of episodes before. There's some great bands who have really bad names as well. Yeah. Oh but yeah. It's just oh, yeah. caught on, so you're used to it. I'm so shallow, right? And I'm pathetic, right? That if a band has got a bad name, mm. I will genuinely not listen to them. Interesting. Um, I'm trying to think. We butter the bread with butter. I know they're really heavy, but I wouldn't because if you've got the word butter in your band title, twice. Not interested. Twice. Yeah, twice, man. <laughs> if you've got it in once, I'm really not interested. If you've got it in twice, it's like you've gone, what is Sean ate? But it's that. But you really hate butter, don't you? I like butter, but I don't think it should be. We've gone on too far with this one band name. <laughs> but you have got a daft name for your band. Going so. back to Neck Deep, though, our guests this week, as, I'm, uh, as I was going to try and say, we talked to him about being one of the biggest pop punk bands on the scene at the moment. Correct. Uh, if there's going to be any new music Ooh. in the near future, uh, their recent album, The Peace and the Panic, yep. coming to the end of that touring cycle, reflecting we- on it and all the crazy stories they've had off of it. And we also found out that they almost died on tour. Yes, we did. Uh, we won't spoil it now. Listening for that. Um and yeah, just before we get into the episode, we just want to say thanks to everybody who's listened. I know we do this every week, and I know it's probably boring. I'm sorry. Thank you for listening. Thank you if you've shared it with anyone, rated it, subscribed. Um, yeah, so basically, we're looking at possibly setting up a Patreon. Yeah, a couple of people have mentioned this to us already. Yeah. Maybe having a look at. So I think in the near future now, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to really look into that properly yeah so if you think that would be something you'd be interested in please us doing or getting behind the supporting us then yeah let us know give us a tweet or a message or also if you are interested in patreon um please let us know what you'd like to hear or have from us as yeah those, like perks and stuff because yeah. we're interested in what you guys want more than what we want to offer because if we started going, oh, we'll do T-shirts, and nobody wants T-shirts, you know, that's a bugger for us then. Yeah, so we'd rather know, in your opinion, what you'd like from us. Is it, I don't know, more content? Um, I know people have been asking for video content, but at the moment... Um, that's very tricky, it, uh, especially on the editing side for me to look at at the moment. So, But maybe if we had... But also... Also, right. we can't afford the equipment, yeah, so that, that doesn't... That's another that, bit. That, yeah, that, we we kind of yeah. need the equipment before we start editing it. That's true. Sorry, I was just thinking about oh, being yeah, lazy. Sorry. sorry. Anyway. It's all right. Um, you just have to stop going to see Manchester United Football Club every couple of weeks. Well, yeah, that's true, but they're playing better now, so... Millionaire children in shorts. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Possible t-shirt designs. Yes, we've been looking at that. More news on that very, very soon, I do believe, hopefully... I've got the design ready to go, so um, we're if, in, yeah, we're in talks about it. So yeah, so if if you're interested in a t-shirt, please let us know. We'll probably put them up for pre-order. We might do like a limited run of twenty-five or whatever. So oh, we'll just see how many people are interested. If there's more, then there's more in there. Yeah, cool. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sapnipod S A W P E N I N P O D. And, uh, yeah, we'll get back to you whenever we can or whatever. And, yeah, we always like seeing kind messages. We do, and we love it when you tag us in everything, tag guests you want in the near future, and put us in your Instagram stories and everything like that. Yes, we will share them to the detriment of our followers' mental health because then they're sick of seeing my fat head with my eyes covered. So, um, yeah, please give us a follow. Sapling Pod. I'm not spelling it out again. You've got it by now. If you haven't got it by now, S A W E N I N P O D. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, we, we've we only got three microphones at the moment for our gear. So, 
That makes four, if your maths is any good. Hey. And then four does not <laughs> yeah. go into three. <laughs> Sean plus Morgan plus Ben Barlow plus Matt West equals which number? If you can tweet in the correct answer, you win a date with Morgan. Only his girlfriend may apply. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've only got three mics. So me and Morgan had to go back and forth passing it like a pair of absolute nutters. Yeah, we thought we'd be good hosts and give the guests the microphone so they could talk properly and then we can scream for trying to say something. Yeah, um, yeah so that, um, this is obviously backstage at the Motor Point Arena or CIA if you're old school yeah. in Cardiff. You pointed at me and I said old school. Because I thought you oh, were gonna... old man, you meant didn't no. You? I meant oh, if you're uh, nearly dead like Sean, you call it the CIA. But if you're a young with a up, snapper upstart like myself, uh, you call it the Motor Point Arena. Yeah, we yeah, were backstage at the Motor Point Arena. There was and... Port and Don Broco. It was yeah. in their dressing room, and there's a very lively atmosphere. Yes. Um. So yeah, there's a little bit of background noise now and again, but it doesn't take your attention away from anything. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we just want to let you know that. Also, um, shout out to Jake Tilly, who was out doing front of house for Neck Deep. He was um, he formerly did the blackout, and uh, it was lovely to see him. And he gets a mention in the interview. Yes, he does, because he's in that. Uh, also, um, thank you very much to all of Neck Deep's crew um, for looking after us. And uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, pleasure to have him on and have a little chat. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Have a listen. This is Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. And this is our interview, interview or our catch-up with a fantastic neck deep. Nothing's right, I'm torn. Uh, nothing's right, I'm Sean. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sapnin! 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 I'm oh, we do that. Do we? Yeah, they've got it. They've got it. <laughs> it didn't take long, really. Um, yeah, as we've probably said in the intro, our guests this week are the fantastic lads from Neck Deep. We've got Ben and Matt. How are you, well, boys? Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah good. Thanks. Good. Sapnin, I believe. Yeah. I, how have I? We've had this podcast for eleven episodes now, and I never ever get that bit right. Like, I never <laughs> open with, what's happening? And then, you know, it carry on. I was fucking up. But, um, yeah. yeah, what's news? What's n- uh, um, Not much, really. This is kind of, we're kind of winding down on this album cycle, really. And this is, you know, um, kind of one of the biggest support, support tours we thought we'd, and well, not end on. We've got some stuff coming up as well. But doing this support tour is a good opportunity, I think. Honestly, a lot of it as well was just, Support tours are nice and easy, and we couldn't really be asked with funding an entire headline and just going through the process of promoting it and yeah. having all the pressure on you. So it's kind of just like, oh, fuck it, yeah, we'll we'll do this. And Broco are good dudes, and you know, I feel like to to be able to play some big rooms with, like I said, just kind of rock up and play, yeah. nice and easy, really. So yeah, yeah cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all makes complete sense. Um, yeah, you said you're coming to the end of an album cycle. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess that means we've got new neck deep songs on the way. There will somewhere. be at some yeah. point, yeah. At we're, some not, point. we're not there yet, like, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of talk yeah. about it, but... Uh, yeah. No, no, evidence no, 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 of actually. It's very sheepishing. Ah, maybe, maybe, one day. Yeah, it'll happen at some point. Yeah, what's the process of everything at the moment? Have you started writing, getting ideas down as yet? Or is it just been trying to really focus at the end of this cycle? Or have you had a little bit of sneaky writing in between? personally, we've all been writing, but no one's actually like come to the table and gone like oh here's some songs I've written so they could be shit or they could be really good <laughs> really I don't know but um, I don't know I think yeah I think everyone's got like personal ideas that they, they've got they've gotten down but I don't think there's anything like set in stone like that's going to be on the record yet um, but we're going to take some time really yeah. like we're not just going to like we've kind of been in the process of just shitting out albums for the last fucking six years really yeah. and, you know we've been a band what only since 2012 and it's like three full lengths two EPs we've hardly and it's always been the same kind of process really and it just two years you know write a record tour the record write another record, tour the record, just on two-year cycles, kind of a bit, just get it on the production line, get it out, make it happen, and I think we're just trying to break that cycle a little bit, really, and just try and do some... Uh, uh, I don't know. Whether well, that's a, a good thing remains to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think... Yeah, I think I, I think it probably is, is a good thing. Well, it's a good thing to try it out anyway, yeah. because I think, you know, the, the old model of record an album go out to tour the album mm. I think there's got to be some sort of new system to all yeah. this so taking your time writing some songs and then and then having, having a more interesting release schedule I think like you're seeing it happen loads more with you know obviously we're not on the level of like some of the you know big pop stars and rap stars and stuff but I think that is how things are going to go you know just dropping a track out of, the, out of nowhere you know that's kind of like a halfway little mm. tie over type thing you know, and you know having a much a much shorter uh, kind of like released uh, release period instead of it being like oh two three months where you're promoting the record just going look this is going to be out on this date yeah. fucking yeah and just trying to send everyone into meltdown rather than just you know I remember on the last one it was like a fucking eon before we released the fucking album we put like out two four songs singles, I think. Well, four singles two songs on the same day in like May and then the album didn't come out till halfway through August we were just like alright oh, yeah that's the way to do it because we, we used to just do it around Warped Tour in the US and obviously because that's not there now it's kind of like it forces us in a way to like mix it up a little bit and actually try and find something new to do rather than just doing the same old shit over and over again. Yeah. So I suppose that I kind of like that though. Like it was good doing it on Warp Tour, and obviously you know it, it is good. It is good to kind of be able to push a record on Warp Tour, but for me it always felt a little bit not disingenuous, but it just kind of felt like taking advantage of a. It's taking advantage of a situation, and obviously that's a smart thing to do. But I think the real sign of like how you know how important or how big you are as a band is if you can do it with little to no push you know that's how all the big big rappers and and pop stars are doing it these days and it's you know not saying again we're not on that that level but it's it's worth taking a note out of that oh no i definitely think yeah no like you said i definitely think that's a way to try and go for you guys as well especially Mm. you know with the age of your fans and the demographic and stuff i think yeah, that's the way to to go now. Like, put a song out maybe once every two months or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you know you could you could drop an album in in six months or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how did you guys find Warp Tour? Was it always that dream that you'd always heard yeah. about in other songs? And yeah. it was like yeah. it's just it's like I don't know. We did it in 2014, 15, and 17, and we played one date on 16. So we kind of like did it for like. Kind of four years, but not yeah. properly. Still got the pass for the one day though, so I was like, "We got them all." But um, <laughs> yeah, know, like yeah, it was cool. It was definitely. I think the first time the magic is like you know in full swing, and that's yeah. when it's like fuck, warped or you know this big summer camp. And um, but by the third time, you get kind of hardened to it. And I think you know towards the end as well. Um, it seemed like warped or changed massively from its glory days, and you know, um, well as it's saying now it's it's not a thing anymore you know and you could you could kind of sense it felt like we did it for a couple of big years and then the last couple of years that we did it it felt like mm, yeah. not quite the same but it definitely does I, I think I think behind the scenes though and and the thing that makes Warped Tour magical was still there you yeah. know hanging out in a car park with a bunch of people that you've met for the first time that doesn't yeah, sound that fun on paper does it that <laughs> no. hanging out in a car park yeah, but it is um, <laughs> yeah and so that all that magic was still there 
but it was it was really just attendance i think that just that yeah. killed it it just seemed like that you know there was less and less people attending every year and yeah, just kind of not that, not you know no no discredit to to warps or all, but it was just like people didn't want to go to go to I don't know I don't, I don't know, know what it was, was. yeah just it, there's a shift it? yeah I think a, a lot of it was like to do with like they it was very difficult to get like a massive band to commit to the full tour because obviously yeah. like it got to the point I think where they'd be doing it and they'd just be like right well we can do warped I have to cut back on like taking our full crew and everything or we'll just do headliner. And just do better off it, and I yeah. think a lot of people sadly went that way with it, unfortunately. Yeah, it was and cool then you got like guests on the day. I remember we played it in 2014. Surprise guest, Lincoln Park for the day. Oh, guess which fu- what? Yeah. Guess what fucking band clashes with them? Oh. Us didn't get to fucking see a second of it. We I did. Saw a bit. Yeah, my old band did it in 2009. Yeah, and yeah, the the guest headliner on the one day was Paramore and oh, we were wow. on exactly the same time Fucking as well hell. the one time we headlined we were like we're never going to headline any of these stages thank god for yeah. that and they were like oh you're headlining today and we were like oh, yes <laughs> who's playing oh Paramore oh everyone will be there then yeah. oh that'll be good yeah. oh well British people that have had no advertising that yeah. nobody here knows about yeah. hmm, I wonder what they're going to go see yeah. turns, out it's Hayley. turns out it's Hayley of course it is wasn't the sound guy is it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But obviously, going back to the Peace and the Panic, you guys have really been touring that now for 18 months straight. Looking back at that album cycle and everything that's happened in that time, do you think that's just really taking you guys to places you never thought you'd go before and it's just been the yeah. really constant journey of Neck Deep over the years? Yeah. The the way that like I'd always gauge it would be like doing like certain venues like that we'd never thought we'd get to do. That's sort of how, However, I'd like think, oh, we must be doing all right then if we can go in that room and do quite well in it and that yeah. would, for well, us the was UK, the UK tour was uh, it's 2017 the but the, the two the two that matter or two that were like the big ones that really kind of were standing out to us were Apollo and Manchester and Brixton and sold both of them so as far as you know we were concerned that was enough confirmation for us that we were doing something good and that yeah. things had taken a step up um so yeah that was a definitely a sign for sure but then um doing a big world tour as well as which is probably a topic in itself like yeah it that was insane obviously we got to go to some like crazy place we played to, like two and a two and a bit thousand people in the philippines yeah wow no barrier right. either which was sick oh, yeah, awesome. it comes yeah, in morning off like oh um i've seen you've been doing shows out like in other parts of southeast asia without a barrier the fans here would be really disappointed if you don't bring one in and we were like oh how many people are there and it's like about 2500 and we we're like this could be very interesting <laughs> on a perspex stage as well what? drenched in sweat it was a it was a laugh but yeah. flipping heck I saw a bloke um, operate a jackhammer in flip flops in Thailand yeah. so there you go <laughs> straight up yeah it's yeah. crazy so there you go. health that's, and safety that's, doesn't that's, exist yeah. recipe for losing a tour yeah. <laughs> but that was tough man that whole tour like we definitely learned a little bit about how what our kind of limits are for touring because that was when you say a three and a half month tour, it doesn't sound like that long, but oh my what god, is. it was pain, man. After we did, we did the US, and that was that was cool because it's like whatever you're you're in a you're in one place kind of thing. You're in a bus, and that's where you're living. The second half of that tour, so for six weeks straight, we were all living out of these little hand luggage carry on bags, and yeah. it was just flying every flight, hotel, show every single day. Um, and it just absolutely battered us. Yeah. We were just fucking knackered by the end of it. And all were just like, this is great. You know, the hour and a half you're on stage, sick. That's great. Could, could carry on doing that. But, God, it was just, the, you know, the, the, the realisation that, oh, right, yeah, you've got four hours to kit before you have to be up at 4 a.m. to and get us. The constant game of, like, shitting your pants in the airport every morning where it's like, we've got way too much to be flying here. So we can't oh, really sneak... That everything not a few things yeah. everything onto the playing guitars and stuff it's like how the fuck are we going to do this so like you'd have someone hold all the bags at one end of the airport while we all check don't in fucking tell them yeah, yeah you spoiler alert yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah before now uh, yeah. I've, I've, wore, I've worn like four jackets yeah. onto the plane because I've had too much stuff in <laughs> like mental, or whatever it's, it's oh, a nightmare yeah. Yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a thing I think a lot of a lot of people don't see and I, they think, oh, you know, being in a band, it must be easy, and mm. oh, you get to travel. But sometimes the travelling is the is the hardest bit, like yeah. being stuck on a plane all day. Or we spent sixteen hours in a van once, coming from Dublin to go to it was somewhere like Southampton to play or whatever yeah. on a boiling hot day, and 
because I tweeted about it saying I need to get out of this van, yeah. I had people going, you don't realise how lucky you are. You, you know, you're not in an office for nine hours. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but you're on a sweaty van with six other yeah. fat, sweaty Welshmen. Chris Packett <laughs> sticks a sausage roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just horrible, yeah. It is, and you know, it's not, you're not, everyone thinks, oh, well, they're in a band, so they must be like killing it they must be first class business like nah you're nah. in with your, your, your you know fucking we are doing the cheapest flights that we possibly humanly yeah, can yeah. to maybe be able to like some of them flights we had in South America as well were sketchy as oh fuck. the Brazil ones it felt like we were on fucking Nemesis at Alton Towers yeah, it, it was, was going <laughs> mad mate I'm telling you fucking up and down left and right terrifying yeah it was fucking horrible yeah. we got robbed in uh, Argentina oh really gunpoint yeah, yeah. Gun, gun to the head well not to the, the head. head that's <laughs> a bit of a well gun, <laughs> gun yeah. towards Super the face the yeah <laughs> So that was just It's just shit like that As well that happens And you just like How did that Wait in now You can't just yeah. right. How does that come about Right we were going to Like La Boca in Argentina Which we've since learned Is a fucking well sketchy area yeah. But one of our mates Was like oh go there They've got like Kind of Balamori type houses Like all painted houses And it's well, just well, something well, to do So we're like Fuck oh, all else on So let's go So we go there We asked the, we asked the fellow If it was alright Walk there And was like Oh it's really nice this We walked past this park On the way It's like we'll have a walk through there on the way back and then we get there and we're like right by like the Boca Junior Stadium where like Messi used oh, to play nice. and all that we're yeah. like oh this is pretty cool and then it was a shit old well <laughs> <laughs> Google Google Maps definitely uh, did us, us wrong yeah, yeah for sure so uh, we were walking through there and we stopped at like this traffic lights just across the road and then these lads like pulled up alongside us on a moped we didn't think anything of it and they were like being a bit shifty carried on walking and then they fucking mounted the pavement in front of us, come off, and like one of them grabs Sam, our guitarist, by the arm and points a gun at him, and we're like, oh, right, here we fucking go. And then he oh, just. No, oh, there's a bit Sam. more panic there. Well, the fucking. Well, while this is all happening, while us three are fucking uh, reprimanded, reprimanded at fucking gunpoint, give us all your shit, our tour manager. Fucks off. Yeah, could literally oh. run for us. He's from Australia. He could run for the country. The speed he was going at in flip yeah, flops. In you flip want to see him? Well. <laughs> Tire marks on the fucking floor. So we're turned around. He's fucked off somewhere. So we're handing off all our valuables, and then they fuck off. And we're just stood there, like we weren't like scared or shaking up or anything. It's just like. So fucking annoying. Like he had me wallet with a fucking me driver's license in, which is of no use to him, and about twenty quid. So yeah. you fucking gonna do with that? Yeah. Got two of my passports. Got got two passports before the tour, just in case something like this happened. Lost them both. Kept them both. together though. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Together, Smart move. Yeah. <laughs> and then after we've all been burgled, not burgled, it's not a house, robbed. <laughs> yeah. Turn around the corner, and I'm not joking, like a cartoon, RTM at the time, claws around the corner of a shop front, peeking his head around like that to see if they'd fucked off. Yeah. And then, Great. no, just unfortunately, there's just three dishevelled lads walking towards him while he was intact. Yeah, yeah. we went to the police station. I mean, like, he, had his, he had, like, his US green card in his yeah, back so pocket. Yeah, so like, if he'd lost that, you can't get another one. So it was like, oh, all right, then. Yeah, fair. But, but we went to the police, rang them, and we were like, do you reckon there's any chance of getting our stuff back? And they literally laughed at us. And we were like, <laughs> all right. It was literally so. one street over from a police station as well. So, yeah. yeah. No way. That was just uh, generally quite a fun experience, I think. Um, yeah, sounds yeah. getting robbed, yeah. yeah. Uh, but when that happens at the end of, you know, towards the end of like a three, like I said, three and a bit month world tour where you're already fucking knackered, you just want to go home and, yeah. Yeah, it's just awful. But I again, imagine. when I posted that, when I said, when I said, I, I, I didn't even post about it. I just commented in a um, on like an Instagram comment because I said, "Oh, thanks Brazil," blah, blah, blah. and the kids were like, "Oh, what about Argentina?" And I was like, mm, "Got robbed, so probably not sick." And they were like, "Can't believe you've said this. Can't, <laughs> Can't believe, believe you didn't have this. a great time." It's like, well, obviously not. <laughs> Never seen a gun, let alone fucking having one. Point <laughs> you know, the face. thing was, like, as he put it away, we were looking at it and. I literally thought in my head, it's like, it's definitely not a real gun, that. It's literally a bit of plastic Aww. with some duct tape on the end. But I'm not going to question and be like, yeah. it's not real, that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you've got any bullets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're bullshitting you, are, lad. Yeah. But, yeah, but speaking of fun times on tour, yeah. being at some of your shows in the past, it seems like you've always tried to have the most fun you can, can including the fans, yeah. in every aspect. Is that just really what you try and do as, as much as you can involve the fans and just have the best time on the road yeah, without getting robbed shot or, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no one wants I don't know I don't think anyone wants to come to a show or at least one of ours to just fucking stand there like yeah 
you know, it works you kind for, of, it works for some bands. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're going to go and watch, like, you know, some, uh, you know, some crazy fucking ten piece that are all fucking, you know, jazz fusion background or yeah. something. Yeah, that, that that would be cool to stand. But you there are and watch coming that. to see four idiots, uh, one of which can only really play power chords or bar chords. So <laughs> yeah, four chords and the truth, basically, yeah. in every song. Yeah. And the so, truth being spinning. Yeah, and it's just one of them. Like, I think, you know, the bands that we grew up watching and and going to shows, to, you know, to see were were. It was always about, you know, it would almost be like, what the fuck are you doing? Standing still. Why why are you just standing there? Like, oh, get involved. Do something. Yeah, it yeah. I can understand yeah. as you get a bit older, you know, you want to stand at the back and take in the show a bit more. You know, I've start, I've done that a bit more, but like as, as I've gotten older, but fucking hell, when I was, you know, the same age as a lot of our fans or, you know. I was well up for it, and I'd think, yeah. what's the point in going to a gig if you're not gonna if you're not gonna get involved? And so yeah, I think that's just what we've that's all we really know, really. So I think it's just part of, you know, it's, it's just always been part yeah. of the show, really. Yeah. Well, I think that's nice to see because what I found is as longer a band goes on, the slower and less fun they seem to get, I yeah. guess. But I don't know. That's the best part of doing it, though, for us. Like snap, everything else is just like. Like we're talking about, like the travelling. That's the bit that sucks. The bit that is the good yeah. part is the fact that, like, our job, if you want to call it that, because it's just literally us just dicking around, mad, is just go on there and have a laugh every day and yeah. just mess around basically, like play the songs. The crowd, if we're having fun, the crowd are having fun. That's yeah. what I've always thought as well. Yeah, it's a two-way street, isn't it? You know, the, the if the crowd's crap, you tend to think the sh- the show is crap, and then from there the crowd yeah. will be able to pick up on that, and they'll think the show is crap. So, yeah. if they can feed off us and we can feed off them, then it's a good time. And yeah. Plus, being on tour as well, it's, it's you're essentially just with a bunch of your mates. Like after yeah. lads that work with us now, just like friends. we've yeah, we're just mates. Like our drum tech, who's kind of like getting. He's 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 on trial for a promotion. Don't think that you've got yeah. the job yet, palsy. If, if you're, you're listening, <laughs> you've not got the job. Oh, yet. Actually, he's our biggest listener. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just found out he listens to every episode five yeah. times. So yeah. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, he's you know he's been. Oh God, we've known him for years. He just yeah. used to be in a. He used to be in the same band as our guitarist, and you know he played drums. So we were like, do you think you could set up drums, drums every yeah. day? Do you think you could do that? And since then, he's just, yeah, just become this touring machine. He's, and you know, he's, he's doing well for himself. And the same with our tour manager. He's, he was in a band that we still toured is. with multiple times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One or two. One or two. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. yeah, we've all, we've tried to keep it all fairly kind of with it, within, you know, just make a, it a feel like family, a holiday really. more than anything. Yeah. Half the time, just holiday where. Well, I think that's half the battle. If if you just get people you can genuinely be friends with on tour, yeah. that's like that's half the battle. Like you got Jake who's doing sound for you. Like yeah. I've known him for years. Lovely boy, absolute legend. Some of the tales that he comes out with, oh. like any story you've got about anything, he can one up you with it instantly. We were talking about going on holiday and getting drunk once, and it led into a story about him going on holiday to an all-you-can-drink bar drinking ethanol for a week and then his vision getting twice as bad as it was when he left and he had headaches for six months and, laser eye, and, and in laser eye surgery and they were they're like oh right well we're not going to talk anymore because our stories are shit oh, yeah. <laughs> I had two Carlins yeah. last night I didn't really stand up to Jake um Oh yeah, he's a hell of a boy. Hell of a rugby boy as well. Oh, so one of awesome, the yeah. rugby group chat he's in. Oh yeah. Me. Oh, no. I don't doubt it. Everybody could be arrested. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone who knows him is now a suspect because of Jake's dodgy <laughs> WhatsApp groups. Um, no, he's great, Jake. He's yeah. fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah, you mentioned um, bands that inspired you earlier and playing and stuff. Uh, is there any bands bands uh, that people listening would be surprised that you're uh, big fans of? Um, I've really got know. a bit of a weird like I went, definitely went through like kind of a weird musical phase uh, that I think definitely still massively inspires me. Um, yeah, I fucking hell, oh, I don't even know if I want to admit this. My <laughs> brother, my brother found um, like Owl City years ago before he was yeah. even big though. Like straight up when he had like seven thousand plays on MySpace. Um, but from then, then my brother got into producing music and, and kind of making electronic music. And we went through this terrible kind of like electronica phase and stuff. But then I had like a big folk phase, like City and Colour, Bonnie Vare and Iron oh, nice. and Wine are some of my favourite bands and then well, favourite artists. And then, um, yeah, I don't, don't know. A lot of hip hop as well. Like yeah. me and all my mates, none of my mates... You know, what I mean, everyone has the, their mates who they're into music with, but then everyone has mates that they like. You know, used to play footy with or school or whatever, and they were all just massive hip hop heads. And um, 
yeah, I think you know. So it's it's quite it's quite broad, really. I think I'm sick of telling everyone that oh, my favorite band's Blink. Like I love Blink, and they are my favorite band. But when I think about it, like there's more to it than that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more like, to it. Before we we started the band, like I was like through through college. So when I was like 16, 17, I was like really into like a lot of like hardcore bands and stuff. So like I used to like absolutely chin have heart all the time, listening to them all the time. Carpathian were another like favorite band of mine. And like the carrier, they were from like Boston, they were sick. Carpathian Australia. Yeah they are. They're from um Melbourne I think. Right. Yeah, they're fucking sick. They were meant to come over with the carrier on a tour and they cancelled it and I was gutted. Yeah. yeah. It's also nearly ten years since Have Heart's last show, which makes me feel very old. I mean, he's got another band though, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so I just used to listen to stuff like that. But prior to that, like obviously when we were all growing up, it would have been like the pop punk bands. Yeah. But I'm sure that's the same for anyone around our age in the country. Like yeah. another band you guys are massive fans of is Slipknot. Yes, because oh, yeah. of course you have that whole <laughs> Slipknot <laughs> yeah. Halloween special going on yeah. with yeah. Morg. Who isn't into Slipknot? That's well, a good yeah. Yeah, 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 I know, but they love him so much that they got all the. Gear yeah. and yeah. masks, the oh, suits, yeah. everything. Oh, we 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 we've done it twice now. And the it, the first it... time we did it proper jib, like yeah. we literally <laughs> just bought like um, just like Alcatraz dress. prison suits. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then just the cheapest uh, mask we could find. And then this time we went we went a bit harder and got our own boiler suits made, which yeah. were actually sick. And then um, we just got like the five pound Slipknot masks off eBay <laughs> yeah. this time. A lot of them. It's just one of those things where we kind of sometimes like think of a plan. And then it just grows grossly out of proportion within about five minutes. And then two weeks later, it's actually happening. And we're there like, oh, God, didn't expect this to happen. So like, it happens we, all the fucking time, yeah. though. And we get an idea, and it's like, yeah, this will be fucking great. And it's always shit. No, it's always nobody starts, gets no, it. It's always starts off as like... Well, Slipknot. Slipknot's good. Well. Yeah, that we was did, good. did this thing at Download as well this year, last year, sorry, when we played. We clashed with Guns N' Roses. And we were like, oh, sick, another sick clash, which means fuck all people are going to watch us. So instead of us doing a normal backdrop, we had a backdrop made where it was just the Guns N' Roses logo, but it just said neck deep on it, and we came out to the start of the set to a recorder version of Sweet Child of Mine, but with like a full band backing thing behind it, and everyone loved it, which was sick, because it could have gone the other way where everyone was like, what a bunch of dickheads. But the wrestling tour was not one of our finest hours, was it, really? No. But I feel like if we did it now, if we did it now, it would be different. I think West was more more popular than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well... Isn't that Mark's? Clothing yeah, thing, yeah, they got to defend wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. But well, the well, well, I think we were probably two or three years ahead of the curve, or innovators. rather, you were. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> we were doing it at the period where wrestling just wasn't quite cool again, where it was still a little bit shit. Yeah, but we did a tour oh, where it was like the inter- <laughs> international uh, intercontinental, intercontinental championship. I've seen tour. one of your crews with a t-shirt on. Yeah. Who's, um, there's a real Super belt. Jealous. What? There's a real belt at my house. Oh, so that's mine. Who do I have to fight for that? Me, and you're not <laughs> having it. <laughs> uh, but we, we did it where we got banned from like every like loads of different countries. So we got Trophy Ice from Australia, Seaway from Canada, and Knuckle Pup from America. And we thought, oh, we'll do this thing where we'll. And we found like a guy who did voiceover work for WWE and he did stage intros for everyone. And we're like, this is going to be so fucking sick. People are going to love it. And no one got it at all. Oh. No one understood it. We, did, we bought like foam fingers as well. We bought like 500 of them. And it cost fucking loads of money, and we sold two. Mate, they the were in my garage tour. for years, for like a year and a bit. Oh. They got chucked. We had to oh. chuck them I in think the we end. We gave them out for free. Yeah, my yeah. fucking yeah. My parents were fuming. <laughs> yeah, there were so many of them. Um, That's another thing people don't realise is the band's parents often get left with yeah, loads with of loads shit. Of crap. Yeah, yeah. mate. Always. My garage was our merch store. For, was a like merch store for a bit, but then obviously being a garage, um, there was a there was a rodent or two in there, yeah. and uh, got into one of the merch boxes, oh, and uh, that wasn't good. Literally um, shat and pissed through one whole box of merch. And we to be honest, it like one that, I think the merch that they did it did get into though was that Bart Simpson T-shirt. And if anything, we'd had them so long, they deserve to be shit and pissed on. Yeah. I they were so, <laughs> there were so many of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Have you done any other? You said like, well, you did that Guns N' Roses backdrop and stuff. Yeah. Have you done any other um, like funny things like our like rips? Well, we uh, we ripped off Taco Bell, oh, and man. then they ended up just giving us all PS4s. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. what happened. Oh, I, hate, I hate it when that happens. Oh, <laughs> ripping someone off and then they give right. you something fantastic. Well, well, what we weird, thought, yeah. like, here we are, these lads ripping off. It literally wasn't even like a, a good rip. It was just their logo with neck deep underneath in the same font. Okay. And then he messaged us, like the, their head of like marketing, he was like, love the shirt. And we were like, what oh, the fuck's not cease and desist? And he's like, do you want to come open a Taco Bell in Sheffield? And we're like, huh? We're like, all right. And then he paid us some insane amount of money that we'd never seen at that point because we were still tiny. He was like, yeah, we'll give you this much money. And we're like, you're you're insane, mate. But I fine. We got like ten. Didn't we get like 
a couple grand's worth of a Taco Bell vouchers as well. as well, of which you have all of them. I because no one wanted it, and then our merch guy ended up using <laughs> all of them. No, you mean hey, we love them, everybody. love them. <laughs> but we um yeah we did that, and then we went over to America, and he was like, oh come around the office, have a look around, and we're like, all right, sound. So he takes us around. Literally, <laughs> big purple bell in the middle of a field. No, but we went in there, and the oh, for fuck's sake! Oh. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's a coincidence that it's a big purple bell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We went there, and then there's like they've got this kitchen where you can make your own stuff. So you can basically make your own menu items. And he was letting us try all this stuff that hadn't come out yet. And then at the end of it, after he's done all this, he's like, "Oh, do any of you like video games?" And me, it was instantly like, "I fucking love them." Why? And he's like, "Oh, we'll give each of you a PS4." And I nearly had Imagine if you said no, though. No, we ain't. No, no we ain't. Oh, oh. No. I love them. Oh, <laughs> pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just like crazy. Like, oh, yeah, I think there's a couple under my desk. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Literally got four of them. Yeah, just like oh, desk. Sat there. Oh, where they are? Yeah. If I was you, I'd be doing that with everything you've liked. Oh, ever. mate, we have, like, we've tried. Oh, we, yeah. We've only ever got one cease and desist, and it was from Santa Cruz. And it was it wasn't it was a design that some designed for us and we didn't even realise it was one of theirs. For a second then I thought you said Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> we had a season yeah. Santa. Father Christmas, you'd fucking stop sounding like red ass. <laughs> I know it's gonna go white at some yeah. point. And then you're gonna be in on my on my patch. Um No, I was, like thinking of like band rips and stuff like that. Like we um when I was in the blacker we filled in for some forty one at download once. Oh yeah. They pulled out literally two days before mm-hmm. and they were Second from headline on the second stage, yeah. like 36 miles of headline in, then it was meant to be some 41. They pulled out, and we were like, we got asked to play some, and we were like, right, we sound nothing like some 41. This is going to be dreadful. <laughs> so we had a backdrop made that said, fuck the blackout. Because once you said that, yeah. what can people, people say? Like, we did that, and we had two giant 16 foot middle fingers blow up <laughs> as we came on stage. <laughs> and it was one of the best gigs we've ever really? done. Really? That's yeah. sick. But, um, yeah, it's just just doing daft shit. Like we've always done stuff like that, though. We we we've always said, uh, you know, because because we we took off fairly quickly. It kind of just happened. Like when we first first kind of put songs out, it it just went, and you know, the first yeah. thing yeah. we ever did was was pretty successful. And so along with that, you're going to have your fair share, fair share of naysayers. And so in our in our second full length, at the end of one of our songs, we just did this, like, because someone actually tweeted at some point, like, oh, the only reason they're so big is because Ben's dad owns a record label oh yeah and my dad was full on just an engineer his whole life and just like and literally l- just listen to Thin Lizzy and, yeah, yeah much now we else. just sit and watch Sky Sports all day but that, is, that became a big thing about oh yeah it became a little meme yeah basically yeah. and so we put at the end of a song it was like oh fuck neck deep mate this shit Ben's dad owns a record label and we did these shirts that just said fuck neck deep mate this shit and then and on the back was a fake logo for a record label that your dad apparently owned. Yeah, it's Terry record. Barlow Records. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was an, we did another one as well where it's like when we first, very first started, people were like, oh, they're all right, but they sound a bit generic. And it's like, well, yeah, we're not trying to reinvent the fucking wheel. No, yeah, we're not so we just literally did the generic pop punk shirt and it just slayed all the time. Like, mm. it's still one of our best sellers now. It's crazy. Yeah. And you've kind of really stuck with that generic pop punk oh. kind of thing and just kind of embraced it as your yeah, own. Yeah, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? Like, just roast thine self before you roast others. It's yeah, just like, literally. Fuck the yeah, exactly. It's the first thing I thought yeah, of when nobody, you said it. Nobody can, yeah, nobody can say shit to you when no. you slag your own band. <laughs> yeah, 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 fuck exactly. it. We know. Yeah, who yeah. fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> and, and as a music fan, for me, it's great to see like that when bands aren't taking themselves too ah. seriously. You can poke fun yourselves. Yeah. And have a little bit of well, fun on the road. That's what I I think I liked above anything else with with Blink. You know, was especially as a youngster listening to him. I was probably seven or eight years old, and it was my, all my you know my, both my brothers who were passing music on to me, and I loved the music obviously. But the main thing was just, oh, they're, they're saying like they're talking about fucking dicks and farts, and uh, they clearly don't take themselves seriously at all. And so, um, yeah, I think kind of applying a little bit of that to, to what we're doing. I think you know, we as we've gotten a bit older and the sounds kind of developed, and there are some some slightly more serious you know things, and uh, you know, adding adding that serious element into the set sometimes does actually go quite a long way as well. Like. When we do a full um, like hour and twenty hour and a half set or whatever, you know, there's a little part where we play some of the s- the slower, sadder songs, and you know, I'll you know give a whole whole spiel about whatever, yeah. and and it does it, it you know it does definitely add something to the to the set, and it kind of breaks that um, 
silliness a little bit, but it yeah. give, but it but it, it just makes it more dynamic. You know, people walk away from it going, "Oh, sick! They can be this band, and you know, they can be a lot of fun and super energetic, but at the same time, also have you know a bit of an edge to them, and yeah. and, and you know, be serious yeah. when they need to as well." Yeah, yeah, I don't think you take it too far the other way to the no. point of pretension, yeah. because oh, sometimes <laughs> I've never seen a video on YouTube of uh, Maynard from Tool. Was it Tool? No, a perfect circle he was. And he was painted. He was in his pants, right? Just pants. Painted blue, like you do, right? <laughs> blue man group. He couldn't pitch the note, right, that he was trying to get. Oh, God. So he was like... Got on a temper, threw his mic down and walked off. And I was like, you can't leave the stage in a mood, dress all in blue. <laughs> panic, you look like a fool. Yeah. You look like a fool. But that's, yeah, that's the other way. That's completely the other way. Like, yeah. the tension level's mad on that. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it do, it, you know, I think people do want that from music. They want, they want to be able to kind of, you know, not take things so seriously. But at the same time, you know, everyone's got, uh, you know, you, you know, their real side to them. And they want someone to kind of talk to them about, mm. about those things. And yeah. nothing's better than that from, than, you know, the music. So um, getting that balance right, I think, is where we're kind of going to go from from here I think there'll always be elements of, of our sound which is which we'll always have and there'll always be those songs I think that'll um, in a way I don't want to be like oh fuck you know oh, can't please everyone but at the same time I think if you can do a little bit of everything yeah. I think our last record was really dynamic and it kind of had a bit of everything in there and I think it's just kind of carrying on in that vein really is yeah. where where what we want to be because again I don't I don't want to be so serious that it's pretentious and you know you, you have this kind of too cool or cooler than now kind of vibe about you no one likes it not bad yeah, exactly. Nobody likes to be. Nobody likes to be made feel like they're inferior for not knowing or getting something either. Like yeah. that was something yeah. that always pissed me off about like the cool kids, like you know, everyone's aware. Of, everyone's aware of the same things that you're that you are. Everyone's into the same things as you. You don't need to be this elitist like snob about it. Yeah, and I think if you can kind of. I don't know if you can be a serious band and 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 you know be cool or whatever, but still be approachable for for kids that maybe don't feel that cool. Then it's that's what we want to be because yeah. I think growing up we weren't weren't the fucking coolest. I was an absolute clown. I was a class clown for sure. Mm-hmm. And you were fucking still watching wrestling and sweating over Carpathian and oh literally yeah. 20, this day, yeah, yeah literally nothing's changed at all I'm sat here in a shit old NWO shirt yeah <laughs> oh, it's a fucking stinker <laughs> um, so yeah I think just being that band that kind of appeals to everyone and, and, and doesn't take themselves too seriously but at the yeah. same time can kind of you know speak to people on a level is hmm. I think where we, where we kind of sit in the whole thing really oh it's nice you mentioned Blink-182. Mm-hmm. Of course, a couple of years ago, you actually got an opportunity to work with Mark Hoppus. Yeah. Came on one of your songs. Mm-hmm. You've also done work with The Day to Remember before yeah. in the studio. Has it been great to kind of have those inspirations work with you and learn off the knowledge that they've had over the years? It's a very strange thing to even just, like, go into. It's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Mark Hoppus has just been in... Uh, we're just going to do new versions of these songs. Uh, Mark Hoppus said he'll sing on it if you want, and we're just sat there like... Yeah, you haven't. No, busy this week. Sorry, I'll do it instead. Actually, <laughs> no, if you know what I mean. It's just a bit like, what the fuck oh, is going on here? Emailing back, but then time to fuck off. <laughs> 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 but he's, yeah, he's just. I don't know. It's just a bit odd. Like, yeah, that was that was that was mental. It wasn't this. Uh, to be fair, it wasn't this like crazy. Like, oh, we didn't we didn't go into the studio with him or anything. He kind of just did his bit and, yeah. and sent it over and whatever. Um, the craziest thing was but, your brother having to edit the stems for it. Yeah, I think my brother just like mixing his vocals was like, this is Mark Oppus, and, and I am sat, sat in, in my bedroom, bedroom mixing <laughs> Mark Oppus' vocals. <laughs> but, right. um, but then the Day to Remember thing, yeah, like, you know, um, I wasn't the biggest Day to Remember fan. Um, it was more uh, our old bassist was like the bigger Day to Remember fan. But obviously they definitely hold weight in... And you know our world, and and they, yep. you know, there's definitely something that we could learn off them, and they they had a lot. Well, or Jeremy had a lot to kind of offer to us, and same with Wade as well, who, who uh, engineered the record and, and produced as well. Like, yeah, I think they just, you know, because the first record that we did, we still recorded with my brother, and although you know he's he's fairly successful producer in his own right now, and he's, you know, even in the last six months, has started to really take things seriously and get some good gigs, and um, is doing really well, and. But back then, you know, 2014 or 13 or yeah. whatever it was, when we were just in my brother's room recording, we didn't really have 
the knowledge of like oh you know maybe this song rambles on a bit maybe this mm. part's a bit pointless or this or that we kind of just wrote the songs put them down and that was that well Whereas, it was just going from something like the format of like oh you've got to release three tracks and then you'd be to like oh we need like an 11 track album off you and then we're sat there like yeah. what the fuck where yeah, do we even begin with that album in yeah, yeah literally and, um, write more songs than you've ever written in three months please yeah um, and so that was, you know, that was quite a juvenile album for us, really, in the sense that we were massively learning. But then, yeah, Days to Remember, well, um, Jeremy and, and Wade definitely helped us kind of just like like think a little bit more and be more critical. We definitely had some sick ideas, too. And, you know, like all the lyrics, like I'm really proud of the lyrics on that record. They're still some of our like most memorable and some of our biggest songs. But it was more just like structuring and just like how to approach writing a record, which we learned the most off them, I think. And yeah, definitely was it. Well, that was probably probably our biggest record. I'd say yeah. that Peace in the Panic did really well. But I think in terms of like a standout early record that, you know, yeah. gives you that kind of. It, it shut a lot of people up. who were like, oh, they're a hype band. They're not going to do very well. And we put that out and it was like, yeah, fuck yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to kind of yeah. Yeah, give everyone the finger and yeah. actually write a really fucking good record. And yeah, it was sick. It was really cool. We ended up touring with them a couple of years later, too. And yeah. cool. Still. Well, Awesome. Um, one more question before mm-hmm. we head off. Cool. Um, I ask this to most of the other guests. Who is the surprisingly nicest or surprisingly worst person you've met? Oh, wow. Who's mm. in a band or mm. a star? Mm. I'm not really too sure. Like, I don't think in the grand scheme of things we've ever really met anyone that mad. I don't know. We met Johnny Depp, but that was very much... That was very much... No, we yeah, that was just a handshake. That yeah, was we really. came off the kind of like, a, oh, you're right, yeah. how's it going? Came off the Grang Awards this year, and there was just this person stood there, and I saw him shaking Ben's hand. I was like, fuck's that? And what he goes past, and then I look over the shoulder of Danny, who's in front of me, it's fucking Johnny Depp. And he's like, oh, nice one, boys. Shook our hand, and we fucked off, and I was just like, oh, it seemed all right. It, was it prior to him looking like death? Because he's looking um, I think it was during the during the transition, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was the cause of the transition. Yeah, he didn't look. Too hot, one would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was, you know, he was, he was fine. He was nice enough to be like, oh, I don't fucking know you guys, but clearly, I'll shake your you hand. Know, whatever. But he's, then again, he is whatever. Johnny Depp, so he probably just assumes that he has to shake everyone's yeah, hand because yeah, yeah. everyone fucking knows who he is. I don't know who like the actual nicest would be though, out of like people that we've met. Dave Grohl touched your shoulder on the same night, and you nearly exploded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was, yeah. You know, again, didn't have to do it, but yeah. doesn't um, sound like a bad night, mind. No, that was a no. cool night. Um, I don't know. I don't know really. Honestly, I think. Oh, Slash wasn't very nice to RTM once. Yeah. That's <laughs> that was not like, it was like we were like not very big at the time or anything like we still it was our first walk tour and we went to the first uh, Alt Press Awards and we walked in and then we were like, Oh just we're just surrounded by all these people that we'd never even thought we'd walk past. So Jerry only from the Misfits walked past in his full gear and I was like, Fucking hell, you're a giant you are, lad. Yeah, and then when we were backstage, we were we'd just gone off. We had to do like a little interview thing, and Slash was stood behind us. And our TM at the time was like same guy who did the runner in Argentina. We're not really painting a nice picture of him, here, are we? <laughs> but um, he's like, "Oh, oh, Slash, can I get a photo?" And he's like, "Absolutely not, no way." He's like, "All right, mate," and just got his phone out and took one anyway. And it looks like he stood next to a waxwork of him because he's so unimpressed in the picture, just absolute straight deadpan face with our like big smiley Aussie like old TM, just like. Wee! Yeah, I've I've got a good one for maybe actually the nicest like famous person okay. I've met. Um, met a few skaters actually in in our time touring. Um, and uh, again, a warp tour one. Chris Cole. I don't know if anyone's yeah. into. It. Yeah, Chris yeah. Cole. He he was there and he was just skating backstage. He was with some band. Fuck, here's another good one as yeah. well. You, have you, I do know. You know what yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, two. <laughs> um, Chris Cole was sick. Of me. Yeah, Chris Cole was sick. He was awesome. Um, he, I went up to him and I was just like, oh, mate, I'm a huge fan. Like, you're an insane skateboarder. I didn't want to, like, sweat him or anything. And he was just like, oh, fuck, yeah, thank you, man. And he had a beer in his hand. And he goes, yeah, shotgun this beer with me. And instead of doing it with, like, a key or whatever, he literally just did it with his thumb. He literally just punched a hole in this can with his thumb. Probably broken his thumb yeah. from skateboarding. He's like a metal thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that was it. And then he just fucked off. And he's on the Vulcan dr- death grip. No, him. not him. Yeah. Yeah. Snap you in two. No, he probably kick flip you. The other one, yeah. The other one was fucking 
this one was actually probably the best that year. Bam Margera was really nice, no. and the way it no. happened was, I remember it was it, there was rumours going around. We were at Warped in it would have been in Philly, and it was like, oh, Bam's here. Oh, it was um, it was Camden, oh, New yeah, Jersey, which is yeah. near Philly, isn't it? But it was like there was like rumours going around because CKY were on the tour that year, and they were like, oh, Bam's going to be here today. And we we're like, oh yeah, whatever, fuck off, get off the bus in the morning. And this Lambo is parked there, and we're like, oh my god, it's him. He's got the heartogram on it and everything. And then we were, yeah, we we're doing something the day. You'd all gone back to the bus, and I think I went to get some food. I was just thinking in my head. Like, wouldn't it be fucking mad now if like I walked on the bus and like he was just sat there for some reason and I literally I'm not this sounds like absolute bullshit open the door and I'm stood there looking down the bus and he's literally just sat there having a beer I'm like what the yeah. fuck are you he doing came onto here? the bus he, he, he came on and basically just went oh I've heard you guys have got beers and we were like yeah we would have just given you one and you could have fucked off and how many do you like, need Sish, shall we buy you a brewery yeah <laughs> but he sat he sat down and just like sat with us for a bit sat with us like 10-15 minutes just having a chat answering nice. a bunch of questions talking talked a little bit about jackass and about music and stuff and yeah Bam was Bam was actually really fucking cool yeah. he was sound yeah Awesome. Yeah, yeah you meet nice. meet a lot of mad characters on Warp Tour. Oh yeah, I absolutely. think Katy Perry was there when we were there, and I uh, mm. oh, I met Little John. Nice, That's pretty yeah. sick. And I went, can I have a photo? Yeah. Expecting a yeah. <laughs> you went, uh, yeah. Like, That's not really what I wanted to be honest. I don't want one now, mate. John. Yeah. Medium John, yeah. not that small to be honest. Yeah. But but yeah, thank you, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no worries, no worries, mate. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Good luck with the show tonight. Yeah. Keep killing it yeah. and um, never die. Yeah, we'll hopefully try. not. I mean, <laughs> it's what we're researching now the, the the philosopher's stone for the elixir of life. Oh. That's what we're doing instead of recording a new album, just researching alchemy. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna leave it with a, a fucking um, oh, is that a James A. Caster quote where you just leave anything on a really sombre note, which will just you know, ting, and it's just death comes to us all. <laughs> Oh, a horrid ending. <laughs> well, you were saying, don't die. And now I wanted to come in with a death comes to us all. Oh. That's how he ends one of his shows on Netflix. Really? It's just like, death comes to us all. Just fucks off. Life is full of awesome what ifs. And some not so much. Like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What a very, very weird end. Yeah, it was a somber thing to end on, really. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> um, I hope I get to uh, wrestle... Matt West one day. Well, I was going to say, we need to make this match between the two of you happen for the neck deep intercontinental championship. Well, look, we've spoke to Mark Andrews in yes. a previous episode. He was talking about rock and wrestling. Neck deep has spoke about rock and wrestling. I'm interested in rock and wrestling. Right, this needs to be a tour. And at the end, one massive match. Mark can be special guest referee and you two well, fight why, it out. Because he is a wrestler. Well, yeah, there's no point in I, being in the match, is there? Well, you, you're oh, you don't think I could... You don't think if me and Mark Andrews went toe-to-toe, right, I could hit him so hard he'd disintegrate? I think he'd do some flippy stuff, and then... He would confuse me with Yeah, some, and you'd be like, what, what, what? Huh? Eh? No need for that backflip, brother. Yeah. yeah. And then you try and deck him. Not that I want to fight Mark. Mark Andrews is a lovely fella. He is a lovely fella. And I don't know why I've got so harsh. <laughs> it seems like I... But I think it was because you were challenging... Like, in a way, you were challenging me by going, well, there's no way that you were Mark. No, I was just thought it would be a nice touch to have him as the referee between you and Matt. Because then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got it was, Sorry. You've sorry, got sorry, a Mark. professional... My ego took over. Being... So I thought, yeah, yeah. thought I was being challenged as I, a man. 
I didn't say anything. Sure, I'm not saying anything bad against you. Don't take things so personally. I it's mean, rare for you though. So I bought you a vegan sausage roll. You did buy me yeah? vegan sausage. I bought you two. Merthyr Tidville now now carries carries American. How American are you, Sean? Oh, but fucking the Merthyr Greggs, right? They carrying fucking vegan sausage rolls now, but. So I've had a vegan sausage roll, which tastes like a normal sausage roll to me. So get on them, people. They're cheaper. Take that, Piers Morgan. In your fucking face, Piers Morgan. <laughs> yeah. But so, neck deep. Very lovely chaps. Lovely. Thank you very much again to them and their crew for having us. It was very, very kind of them. And uh, yeah, I hope we get to wrestle each other in the near future. That needs to be There's got to be something. We can do something in podcast. And Attack Wrestling presents... And do some sort of band, inter-band wrestling thing. Or we do an event where the bands play and then there's wrestling or something like that. Or a bit of everything. I'm yeah, well up for it. I, yeah, I'd be up for it as well. Even if it's a, a one-day festival. I got an idea. Yeah. Use the fucking match now. What? What's me versus you, innit? Oh, yeah. Everyone wants it. And I swear to God, I'm going to fucking kick fuck out of you. Have you... <laughs> I said that through gritted. <laughs> yeah. Um, I meant that. And there's every bit of my fiber. I'm going to banter you, Morg. Is that a threat? A promise, brother. A oh, promise. promise. Oh, it's fine then. If who's the threat, wrestling was... brother as well. Oh. Who's the wrestling brother? <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. I'm going to smash you up. Yeah, I think that'll be a good match. What, you and me? Yeah, me in the ring. you. In the ring. Dan's Les Ring, which is French for some in. Um, <sighs> um, it'd be good. It would be good. Bear in mind... I've got no formal training, apart from really having my back broken. Is it really bad that the first thing I thought of when you said that was, what would I wear? No, not really, because no? I think okay. that's what... If you're becoming a wrestler, you've got to instantly think of what your theme tune would be and yeah. what you'd wear. But the first, yeah, I was just thinking, well, what would I wear? What and song would thought, you come out to is a better question. If I could pick any song ever? Yeah, N- uh, that's how it works, <laughs> brother. You just choose. I don't know if we have to have a special one made for me. Maybe I don't. Well, no, just choose a <laughs> song that exists. A song. Like, for me to go, <laughs> what do you have for a theme doing? And you go, well, to be honest, the unwritten theme doing that's in my head goes like this. No, I want to know what songs exist that you'd use as an intro. I've never thought of this. Um, probably some Taking Back Sunday riff or something. Oh, nice. So Yeah, cool. I'd probably have gone with... The beginning of Iron and Aya is quite good for a wrestling thing. Uh, that's true. But then if I came up to that, you'd probably oh, I'm not charge about you. me. I'm not about me. All oh, right, okay. I just oh, think I'd you'd, definitely charge you. You would yeah. charge me for using it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. The 36 pence we could charge for the broadcast use would be big money <laughs> for me and the six others in the band. Um, six peach. Anyway, give us a follow, a message, a like, a retweet, a regram. At the following socials, Sapninpod, S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D, on Twitter and Instagram. We haven't got a Facebook or anything like that. Nah, no point is there. I don't know. Maybe. Would you want us to have a Facebook? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Just um, be more of what we do on everything else, but yeah, on Facebook. Exactly what we share on Twitter and Instagram, but on Facebook, Facebook. as well, so you can show your nan and um, <laughs> Brexit voters. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Yeah, check it out. Sapling Pod at Sapling Pod S A W P E N I M P O D. Uh, was there anything else that we needed to say? I want to say a massive thank you because uh, we had a lovely letter oh, sent yes. to us via Jim. Yes, Jimbo underscore A N, I believe his uh, Twitter handle handle is. Yeah, lovely message, handwritten message, uh, telling us he'd love us to open up a little bit more about the music industry and how all that works financially yeah well we, yeah we'll probably do that episode soon um i just need to work out what i know to be honest because i wasn't as you can probably tell hmm. i wasn't the brains behind everything that happened in the in you know in the background all the finances and all that stuff that would had nothing to do with me which is probably why uh, the band ended up <laughs> breaking up. But yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to do an episode on all that at some point. So thank you very much to Jim. If any of you guys have any other ideas or anything that you'd like to hear about or bands that you you can think of that you want to hear about, um, yeah, let us know because yeah. I've been fortunate, fortunate enough to meet a lot of these bands so I've probably got stories on a lot of people I've met some really interesting people as well so I've got some stories yeah 
So yeah, we're on yeah. a game of one-upsmanship now. We are. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Maybe what's I it like to look out on Red in main stage at ninety thousand people, Morg? Um, yeah, all right, I yeah, don't cool. Know yeah, you don't no, know. I don't know. Let's move on. Mm. Thank you very much. This has been episode twelve of Sapling Podcast. We got another guest next week, who we'll tell you probably about next Thursday, and then we'll do an intro and pretending that you don't know who it is yet, and then <laughs> even though we do. Anyway, we're off. Sapling. Sapling. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.